0: welcome to the kinja's podcast here we will discuss
1: dance life and whatever the f**k we want welcome back to another episode of the kinja's podcast movement in the shadows and happy new year this is the first pod of 2020 so thank you guys so much for following our journey thus far Um, Three weeks ago, I had the privilege of being invited to a very special dinner series called Crafted. I attended this uh, by invite, and the guests that made up this dinner party was a very special group. Everybody came from very different walks of life, different professions, yeah, different backgrounds. I think everybody in that room was kind of a stranger to each other. Uh, it was a seven-course meal, and uh, we were sat around a dinner table, and I kind of went into it not knowing what to expect, which was great. And all I knew that the, the name of the series was Identity or the theme of it was identity. And um, in very much campfire fashion, we went around the table um, and each person kind of gave their view of what they think identity means and what they feel their personal identity is. And it was really interesting to be able to see how each person structures uh, their thoughts towards that concept in a very unique way. And obviously there's no right or wrong answer to that. And I think for myself, it was it was really um, I had to kind of just be open, and I think uh, being able to break bread and share a meal, kind of creating an intimate space, allowing people to feel a little bit more comfortable and kind of disarm. It was a really really fun experience. The creators of this experience uh, is a group called Open Gym, and Open Gym is. Is made up of Chef Philip Esteban, Jam Zumel, Erwin Hines, Taylor Schaefer, and Lee J. Razalon, who is uh, my Kinja bro. He is a co owner of Kinjas. It was really fun talking with these guys. We did a remote interview with them uh, out of Lee J.'s apartment in San Diego, and they uh, ultimately just kind of wanted to talk about what um, Open Gym is. Uh, and they also have another so crafted is their dinner series and they talk a little bit about well-fed which is a restaurant concept that they plan to open up together the how, how the group came together is really interesting because everybody's very, again, just different walks of life. Everyone has very different, unique skills. That, that It seems like kind of a random group of people that came together, but um, I think the reason why they created Open Gym, the the strong why being uh, creating a sense of community and wanting to use food as that glue and the thing that brings people together, and but their focus being... Um, building building community and they say I think they say that the community is made by many so uh, That's kind of like one of their mission statements. It was a really really fun conversation Um, The sound might be a little bit off from our normal quality as we were remote Yeah, there's a lot packed into it and I, I really loved how they are approaching building a business from scratch Yeah, it's I think for anybody who's out there in that space of wanting to build something like that I think there's a lot of insight here yeah this one's a lot of fun lots of laughs in this one as normal but yeah given the the crafted dinner experience that i was able to attend and um being able to talk to these guys and 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 see what their vision is um i really was inspired by it um i think you'll get you guys will get a lot out of it so let's just jump right in welcome back to another episode of the kinja's podcast movement in the shadows i'm your host ben and we have Lai on the switches somewhere um we are, this is a very special episode. We are at Casa de la Rosalan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're
0: we're, That's we're, great. In, oh, we're in
1: beautiful, sunny San Diego, well, almost good. sunny. We have marine layer right now. It's about 8am-ish. And we're at Lee J. Rosalan's crib. We're doing a remote pod. This is our third time doing a remote pod, so if this sounds weird, please forgive us, but we're having <laughs> fun over here. Lee Jay's setting the tone, lighting some sage, or Palo, Palo Santo, Palo Palo Santo. Santo. <laughs> setting the mood and the tone. Um, so you guys might remember Lee Jay from the Dance as Brand and Business pod, which, which we had a few weeks ago, uh, broadcasting live at Arena Dance Camp. Lee J is one of the co-owners of Kinja's, and he is a part of a new ensemble. Um, there's, there's five people here, five other people outside myself. We've never had this many people, so we're also like sharing microphones here. This is fun. This is a new experience for all. We have Open Gym in the house. So we have chef, chef Philip Esteban. Hello. We have Erwin Hines. Hey. We have Taylor Schaefer. And we have Jam Zumel and of course Lee J Razalon of Open Gym. What's up, guys? What up? Good, morning. What up? Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, we don't have cocktails, but we do have coffee. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be <laughs> Cocktails were last night, Ben. Cocktails yeah. were last night. We're on caffeine right now. So what's up, guys? What is, what is Open Gym? Whoever wants to take it. Wow. <laughs> we're getting very meditative wow. right now. Wow. That's good. I'm like zanning out right now. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, indeed. Good morning. We are open. Gym is here setting the tones, the scents, the sounds, the literature on the table. That was um, sound therapy. It's a,
2: sa- a singing bowl, it's a seven metal bowl that was hand pounded out of Germany. Um, it's from a store called Eye of Buddha here in North Park. Sick. Whoa! And um, yeah, that's just one to kind of set a tone.
1: Yeah, I already I, feel I way that better every morning when I when this, I do my meditation. Uh, yeah, app.
2: this one is in um, the uh, the key of um, B, and so that is um, connects with your crown chakra. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, so it's just about like awareness, supreme consciousness.
1: It's good. This is a great morning podcast. This is all about coffee and
0: meditation. (laughs) Yes, and on that note,
3: welcome to Open Gym.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Open Gym. So, yeah, whoever wants to take it. What is Open Gym? Yeah, I'll
4: give like a brief introduction, and then somebody else could take it over. So, Open Gym is a collective of creators from different industries um, who come together to utilize our talents and skill sets, and pull from our knowledge from those different industries to have impact within community, okay. right? So it, it's not just a restaurant. It's not just dinner series. It's not just whatever it may be. Honestly, it's um, whatever we can put all of our skill sets and talents to, to have that lasting impact within community and create community-focused businesses, as well as to foster empathy, empathy between disparate groups of people. Mm. That's what we do. Dope. Yeah.
1: How'd you guys come up with the name? Lee J? Yeah so uh, I, s- about <clears throat> close to six
2: years ago, uh, came to San Diego uh, just knowing a, uh, two folks, actually, uh, Jay and Darcy Huggins over at Five and a Dime. And outside of that, I really um, came out here not knowing uh, or having any kind of connection to the community, uh, to any sense of uh, friends outside of that. And, um, another friend, um, who I was working with at the time, um, from the Jabbawockeez suggested that, um, his wife was doing this thing called CrossFit. And so he said, Hey, you should go check out this thing, uh, called CrossFit. I stepped into a, to a CrossFit box and, um, literally like changed my paradigm of like movement and, um, what it what it kind of set tone for was this idea, li- literally like a year later, I ended up opening a CrossFit box. And uh, one of the things that I started learning while re- um, managing and running this business was uh, that this type of business model transcended into more of like the modern day church. And I love this idea of like inclusiveness And um, it kind of, and there's this term that they use during the off hours or the recess hours of the gym when you're not in class. And it's literally called coming to open gym. Mm. And so it's this idea of like being able to um, exercise whatever you want within this time as an individual practice within this collective space. If you will, and so it's this idea of like a lot of people doing a lot of different types of movements, a lot of different types of practices, dealing with whatever they're dealing with um, in that space. Yet it was all in in a shared, gathered, um, intimate space, um, and I just loved that idea, and it was, and kind of like open gym is. Uh, uh, was it a thing that I just threw out there to the guys <laughs> And they just you know we just wanted to give this thing like a moniker and so we kind of just it was
1: just playful in the beginning and it's kind of just carried. Oh, so mm-hmm. I yeah. dig it I dig it. Yeah. So I, I feel like as I look around this table, there's a, a very interesting collection of people that make open gym. So how did the team get together, the specific individuals here? whoever wants to jump in and take yes, it? Uh, I'll take that one. I mean, it's just...
3: I have to, like, go over all the time. Um, All right, so Open Gym. um, I'll just recall it from my memory. Mm -hmm. Um, So, from what I remember, um, I met Lee J through... Um, Coffee, yes, but really, not many people know this, but um, I worked at a a raw dog food shop as a part-time job Mm -hmm. um, and Lee J just strolled in one night just to pick up some food for Fox. Um, Shout out to Fox. Fox. Um, And uh, um, that night, you know, he just came in for food but we ended up having like a deeper dive into a conversation of just what we do, um, what we like experienced in the community because like we realized we both weren't from San Diego, Mm -hmm. but we now called it home and uh, From there, we just kind of exchanged information. He invited me out to the gym um, to stay classy, mm-hmm. and I started, you know, going there frequently. And um, that kind of spurred more movement within us to just continue working on different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I picked up that um, he worked on and was a part of the longest journey, which was with Taylor Schaefer's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> and from that point. Um, I think I met Irwin through Copa Vita, which is a local cafe, literally just like a block over um, and he was my regular there, and it was a, again another curious conversation of like, what do you really do? <laughs> you know because he knew that I did stuff outside of just coffee, and I knew that like he was doing things with basic agency, which is a local design agency too um, so from there, we just like we started doing crafted. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We did my my old podcast, Coffee Talks. Um, and then from there, we started divulging into, like, how do we do a pop-up in your office? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and, and then it turned into, how do we just, like, connect people in the community, like how we just connected now? Mm. Um, and it just it started to roll and become this thing, um, which we do a, a monthly pop-up experience um, called Crafted. Yeah. Um, and then Phil uh, was introduced to all of that because... Uh, we were looking through like the Rolodex of like, what chefs can we pull and invite to like be a part of the the programming for that? Um, and I really, I looked at two people in the beginning and it was Roy Choi and it was Philip Esteban. And so I reached out to both and Phil like immediately got back to me and was like, yo, I don't know what this is, but like, let's just go meet for coffee Mm. Again, coffee was like the so great you guys connector. didn't
1: know each other. So this is like a kind of a cold little reach out here. Absolutely. sky Yeah. That's, That's dope. dope.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, and then from that point, I, I forget what really spurred everything all together. It might have been crafted, um, but we just started meeting weekly for coffee because I, I felt like at that point... All of us were like, we know this person, we know that person. Why not just like sit at the table together? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up going to Cafe Virtuoso, where Taylor worked at LPA um, and was there frequently at Virtuoso getting coffee. Which is right next door to Virtuoso. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of our exercises for Open Gym was building a Lego set, and it was a Voltron Lego set that uh, lee Jay got. And... We took that Lego set, and we went to Virtuoso and built it at the cafe. <laughs> how long did that take? Uh, I think collectively, like, just a few days. But, was, no, like, with all of us and our schedules, yeah. it took probably, like, a week or two. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's um, but that's how uh, Taylor got th- uh, put into the mix, because she had literally saw four grown-ass men,
1: <laughs>
3: like, building a Lego set. playing toys. Yeah. There. But then everybody's like, man, I want to build a Lego set now, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was just one of those things where it was, like, a nice exercise of just genuinely doing something and focusing um, and loving it, you know? Um, but yeah, that's how Taylor kind of swung into the group as well. And from there, we just started getting coffee together and doing what we do. So gotcha, yeah.
1: Gotcha. Taylor, you over there, mighty quiet. What's, what's the story? What's the story? Hi. <laughs> what's your story? Mm. How are you connected to the bunch? I know Jam kind of gave you the little intro, but you know we want to hear your voice.
5: Um, basically, what was it that I said last it, night? Taylor. Sing it, Kayla. <laughs> um, what was that? what did I say last night? Um, basically, Lee J has connected everything for everyone.
1: Lee J is a connector, yes.
5: So I've met basically Fake everyone. News. <laughs> <laughs> I've met basically everyone at this table on separate occasions because of Lee J. Um, I think... Phil, I met you a few years ago. Yeah. But also Because, because I was <laughs> with Lee J. Jam, I met you because you were with Lee J. Then I think I just like met you the day that everyone was like, oh, come in for an interview <laughs> for Open Jam. <Gym." laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The interview. But <laughs> well, how did you meet Lee J initially?
5: Hmm. So a while back, like five or six or who knows how long ago. Um, my dad was at Cafe Virtuoso, the coffee shop that everyone magically meets at. Um, and there was a guy with a bike standing in front of him in line. And my dad rides bikes. So I guess he asked him bike questions. And somehow in that like interaction, they became... Instant best friends, and my dad came home like telling my whole family like, "You have to meet this guy. You have to meet this guy." Like, I hang out with him a lot now, so we basically met him. S- weren't sure what he does. My dad couldn't answer that question because we we're like, "What does this guy do? <laughs> yeah. What's his story?" And my dad every time was like, "I don't know. I don't know actually. Like, but he's cool." <laughs> and best type of
1: people. <laughs> yeah.
5: Five or six years later, still wasn't sure. Exactly what he does.
1: We're still trying to figure it out. Still, we just Me know included.
5: a lot of a lot of cool things comes from him. But uh, what was the question? <laughs>
1: how how you know Li oh, you Oh yeah, him. so through your dad. Through so your yeah,
5: dad. through my oh, dad. Oh no, wow. but you gotta
2: <clears throat> you gotta describe what you're sharing. Like the first time we met. What you, what you have to also understand is her dad is like one of the straight up like they call this America's finest city. San Diego, and they are quite literally like one of the representatives of America's the world's finest families. The, True. The Schaefer fa- True. The Schaefer family. And her dad...
1: <laughs> there it is.
2: And her dad, uh, Renato, is... Um, man, w- once you instantly meet him, you're just like... And you hear his story uh, you're like, I need to figure out how to, how to be like this. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, um, yeah, amazing guy, amazing story. Go watch the Longest Journey. You could learn a lot about him and the family as well. It's on Amazon. Uh, yeah, yeah, Go. that film is Check amazing. it out.
1: It's an amazing film.
4: Um, mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, you should describe what you were talking about the first time we met. I don't know.
5: Oh yeah. Okay. So I have a very. Um, vivid memory of the first time I met Lee J. My dad was like, oh, can you come to dinner tonight um, to meet this guy? So I went with my family, and my mom, my sister, and my dad had already met him, so I was the last one. And we went to this restaurant in North Park called Cantina Mayuel. It was a Wednesday because... I got the Wednesday special, it's the tiger chili nice. lime prawns. Yeah. So good. Wow. <laughs> Cantina
1: Mayuel. Look at that memory.
5: We sat in the back patio. Um Lee Jay was wearing this like Pendleton Poncho thing with this hat and these boots and like three bags like in a backpack and notebooks and I was like, What are we walking wow. into?
1: Photographic memory yeah. straight go. up.
5: Yeah, and I think we were there for like three hours. Like till closing, we're probably getting kicked out um, just because there's lots of conversations. Um, but yeah, it ended up being everything that my dad described in more, or he did. He Lee J ended up being everything my dad described in more. So yeah, now we're here. That's what's up.
1: Perfect cue right there. That's what's up. <laughs> Phil, we want to hear your story. How Chef Phil Esteban. You're getting fed like four mics at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess I guess where do we start? I mean, um, you know, I was born and raised here in San Diego, actually. And, um, and so I, I was just felt kind of always rooted back home and kind of wanting to, no matter what I did in my career, I never thought food was going to be my path. Mm-hmm. Always grew up cooking. Um, but you know, typical Asian family, like you have to become a lawyer, you have to become a doctor. So I was actually, uh, in med school at UCSD and I hated my life. So I dropped out Mm. and then went to culinary school. And so, uh, my parents were pretty pissed that summer. Um, (laughs) but you know, after they visited me at my first job, they could see genuinely kind of like there was something to it. Yeah. Um, and so after that, you know, the moment they visited me at the restaurant and I fed them and gave them the whole spiel and everything, and then it just—they never questioned me after that, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. I actually thought I would, it, it wouldn't go down like that. Yeah. But uh, kind of fast forward over the years, and uh, you know, Jam Jam's memory of how it all went down is his perception. But <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember, I Jam telling me when he first met Lee Jay and, he like, I guess you dropped the Kinja card on him. Oh, yeah. And then he was just
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> <No way. Yeah. laughs> Who is this like guy? Like the literal Kinja's credit card? Is that what it was? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The business <laughs> card. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, this dude's
3: like cool as hell. Cool, cool, cool. Sad. He's like, all right, cool. Hit me up. Yeah. Cool. Well, you just never know.
0: Yeah, you just never know who you come across. Yeah, you know, yeah. And so those types of meetings... Hence, our, getting our business cards is like, it's important. You could, you could drop it in front of everyone, you know, or anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, um, that, I mean, that's how it all kind of really connected over um, Jam sending a message, just reaching out, saying um, he wanted to collaborate.
3: You can say it the proper way. You okay. always say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Just he say s- it. He slid into the DMs. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. into the DMs. Hey, it works, man. It works on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> What? Don't censor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is an uncensored show. Guys. Yeah. Just keep it real. Just keep it real. Um,
0: yeah, and it really just started off with coffee and uh, really just kind of getting to know each other and um, kind of understanding, you know, how he said he was. I didn't know there was kind of two people. Like, I look up to Roy Cho and what he's mm-hmm. doing and the shows and the food and the restaurants. Um, and so, this pretty cool company you kind of put me in. But... Um, you know, I think, uh, we just started to get to know each other. And then the next week, uh, I've met Lee J a few years prior to that. So, uh, Lee just kind of dropped in the next week and then Erwin dropped in the next week. And as we started to develop these ideas and these concepts about, um, you know, food, restaurants, hospitality, um, you know, it was something kind of serendipitous where we were like, we need, as we were thinking about expanding the team and design and, and architecture and things like that, um, we didn't even like put an ad out or a post or anything. And mm-hmm. um, Taylor just saw us playing with Legos one day, building, <laughs> building Voltron, and she messaged uh, Lee J like, like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? But I'm, but it piqued her interest, you know. And uh, like literally the very next week. Lee Jay was like, hey, I, I think I have a solution for what we're talking about. Uh-huh. And that's when Taylor got introduced. Gotcha. So uh, it just kind of all happened organically, which I think is like the best part of it. And it really, there was no, it maybe it was intentional, but also non-intentional. Mm-hmm. It just kind of uh, happened the way it was. And it was pretty cool to kind of be surrounded with, you know, other creatives and, um, kind of pushing now towards <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you get the was, sound no. <laughs> effect in the background. Uh, that is, so fox. Fox? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah it's it's cool to uh, to be driven and have a purpose. Yeah. And um working together towards this.
1: I love that. So I mean it seems like there's this organic um assembly that essentially really happened from you guys being a part of the same community, right? You guys are all out here and then it's cool, like things how like coffee and food brings people together and I'm, I'm assuming that the intention wasn't like I need to form the Illest Group, call them Open Gym and then do these projects. It's like we, we're just organically meeting each other. The vibe is right and like we all kind of have a like-minded um, you know, vision, energy and all that. And I love the metaphor of building Voltron. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. to me, I'm just like, that's like a huge metaphor. And I'm sure Lij was very intentional about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. And, I mean, Voltron also has five parts, right? They mm, got yeah. the, mm-hmm. the legs, the arms, and then the body and head, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's
2: yeah. one um, female in
1: Voltron. <laughs> oh, no. you're right, bro. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Dude, this is Voltron. Shout out, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So... Um, So you guys decided to uh, become like a group to take on projects. Was there this initial, here's project number one, or was that just another organic thing are we allowed to talk about? Well, I think,
0: uh, well, one of the early conversations I remember was um, like getting to know know each other was um, a lot of us had lived on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And I think a big thing about that, You know, as as we were talking about the community in San Diego, it's very, very niche and clicky, you know. And so chefs hang out with chefs Mm -hmm. and, you know, cooks hang out with cooks, bartenders, bartenders. Yeah, designers designers with designers and architects with architects, you know. yeah. And so, um, you know, living on the East Coast and in New York, it was always like this clash of industries where you're surrounded by other creatives in... Um, whether it's designers, um, architects, photographers, videographers. So you're surrounded by other individuals just as creative. Mm. And you you find yourself pushing each other more uh, because of it. And in San Diego, it's not that case. Mm. And so when we started to meet and the fact that we were so uh, eclectic in a way of like, you know, we haven't figured out what Lijay does yet. You know, you know,
1: That's all whole goal here, is to figure yeah. out what That's Lee
3: it. Does. That is it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and so as we were talking about these things and we are talking about how can we change that, uh, change that narrative in the community, um, it was through coffee. It was through food. And uh, as we have Kitchen Confidential here and Lijay highlighted this, this point but food has power. Mm. Yeah. and uh,
1: Shout out Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bless. Food has Bless. power. Food Bless. Has power. Yeah. I think in a way too, I mean, uh, as Erwin always talks about, like everything that we do is always rooted in spreading empathy, mm. you know, and, and that's the first thing that has to sort of uh, build in order to help foster community. And um, we always remember that, always, always. Like, whenever it comes to anything that we do, how we move, how we talk to people, how we interact with, with one another, like, it's always to uplift and to, um, again, foster this, this actual community where a chef can hang out with a designer, mm-hmm. or a designer can hang out with someone who's, who, like, skateboards for a living, mm-hmm. or, like, someone that just came from X Games is talking to a medical student. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the kind of world that we want to create. And, um, in a sense, like, Open Gym kind of uh embodies that Mm -hmm. you know just the 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 name the term everything because it's a place for everyone and anybody from any background any belief to come and run as fast as and as hard as they can Mm -hmm. um and i think that's like the main foundational like um philosophy behind Mm -hmm. open gym and
4: it's something that we hope can be open to everybody yeah and i think to put more color around this idea of empathy because we keep tossing that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's that we all move with the belief that all of our actions um, carry our past and our story. So then every single action that we take, if, we're, it's, if it's done with intention, then it essentially helps foster understanding for who we are in our story. So like we just said, like food has power, but the true belief is that art has that power. Mm-hmm. So whether it's dance, um, singing, architecture, design, all of those things, if we do it with intention, are carrying um, our history and our story with it. And therefore, if it's put out there in the right way, it can then foster this sense of understanding. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, sure. yeah. and culture. And so, like, our first project, which was crafted, um, that just developed organically because we wanted to see people coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, it began to evolve past just a dinner series and into this living art experience, mm. um, or living art installation. That's really about bringing people together from different backgrounds, different perspectives, um, and then using food and space as a way to um, help foster that empathy, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like everything we're looking at is through the lens of empathy. So Mm -hmm. even with like well-fed in the restaurant, it's not just a restaurant. On the surface, that's what it is, but it's actually a community establishment or a community business that's about giving back. That's about bringing people in um, allowing them to come together. Um, and again, just fostering empathy. And so it's that. like Open yeah. Gym to me, like, moves with that intention yeah. always.
1: I love that. So um, I think, well, for our audience, I think the last time or maybe the first time people heard of Lee Jay was through um, our previous pod, uh, Dance's Brand in Business. Mm. And um, so for Lijay, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, you come from, essentially, we're, we're trying to learn what you do. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so as a co-owner of Kinja's, and um, you come from uh, dance as well. And then you also have a background in business from what you studied in school. And um, also just from knowing you for the many years that I've known you, Um, you are somebody who values bringing, uh, people together, cross pollinating from different industries, um, and then kind of spinning everything from the dancers mentality. You mentioned before in the previous pod that you approach everything, um, as a dancer and that's kind of like your unique ability that in any room, it's like, well, I'm probably the only dancer in this room, you know, when it comes to say like a business sort of meeting. So, um, from your mentality everybody's kind of you know pointing at you as like the connector so how did you kind of like dance this whole thing together
2: um like i said when i came here i knew two people you know uh and i think what we're always um i would hope something that that we are always searching for is um if we're lucky enough is to um
1: <laughs> oh, Fox Fox is like, okay. like, hard critic um, over there. <laughs> um, it's
2: just to find a sense of home, mm. you know, and a sense of family as like simple. It's it's timeless, mm-hmm. you know. And so, <clears throat> quite literally, like you know, uh, I can't. I could. I could describe the path that got it. To where it is today, but I couldn't predict the path. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I could sense the feeling that I'm chasing. I could sense the types of um, actions I need to create to um, invoke that that feeling. Mm. Um, But... um, I, I would never be able to say like, um, this was something that I, that I planned, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not that tactical, I'm not that strategic, I'm, but I am like very good at just like listening Mm -hmm. and that's listening to self and absolutely listening to others. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, um, that if anything is like my super duper strength, Mm -hmm. um, just listening. And I think that ties into what really um, what they've spoke about here, and and you know empathy. At the end of the day, when when I think about empathy as an action, it's mm-hmm. active listening. You know, so um,
1: that's my short answer. I dig it, I dig it. <laughs> so um, I mean, yeah, just to even um, you know a lot of the, the our listening audience either are dancers or come from a dance background, and mm. I think even um when when you guys talk about community and um empathy being such like a, a a vital piece of community i think even for the urban dance community um it's absolutely that there's like an, an inclusiveness like an all-inclusive everybody is welcome mm. and uh whether you identify with one style of dance versus another like the urban dance scene is like where it's all welcome and it all kind of fuses together And um, I kind of see that there's like a parallel here in terms of just how you guys came together too, and even um, not limiting yourself to one industry like oh so since we're uh, this collective all we do is this we run in this lane it seems like you guys are kind of open to anything that feels right feels organic that falls in line with um again your your collective vision so with that i mean you guys you had the crafted series right yeah um what what's the current project that's on the table. I think DJ you kind of dropped the bomb on me last night <laughs> and you didn't really elaborate so we're like, "All right, we'll save it for the pod." So, if this is the place to talk about Let's
0: it. Let's go, Phil. What's sure. good? Yeah, so um uh the the big project that we're working on right now is uh part of this 130,000 square foot um kind of innovative mixed-use space. So there's um 100 130, 140, um, units, um, apartments, single family homes, row homes, studios, uh, fully furnished. And then on the, uh, floor level, um, what will anchor the space is a, um, is a 3,000 square foot restaurant. Mm. And that'll actually be, um, now kind of 16, 17 years in the business. Um, this will be my first solo project in terms of opening up a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's slated to open end of 2020 or early 2021. Um, and so, all these uh, these ideas and dreams that are kind of coming together wouldn't have happened without Open Gym, and it kind of manifested and grew into itself, which the restaurant is called Well Fed, mm. and um, it was a name that was kind of I've had for a few years, you know, and it was just one of those. Um, things right now through the culinary world, um, you know, through, uh, food, yes, food has power, but there's also the, the dark side of, of food as well. And there's Mm -hmm. the mental health of it and Mm -hmm. there's education, there's, uh, nurturing, there's, you know, um, a lot of different avenues now that you could go with food. And so, uh, the idea of well-fed was, you know, one for me was like how do you stay well-fed what keeps you well-fed and mm. uh whether it's health whether it's um education whether it's teaching um and so it really also just became this moniker of the path i've been going down and so uh no better way than for it to become the first
1: restaurant mm. mm-hmm. this is your first restaurant project solo yeah as a chef that's amazing <laughs> at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Ken Brand. Mm -hmm. Um, So with like, you know, like 90% of restaurants close within like the first year, right? Yeah. And the remaining that stay around close within like Five years, so you know, with that kind of statistic, um, how do you how do you guys approach this this project, knowing that that's kind of just like Mm. you know what's
3: what's crazy is that's like been in the forefront of our minds, especially Mm -hmm. as of late. You know, we had a a, a, a launch party called Neighbors, Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of took a majority of our our mental capacity for that time being because we had probably like two months to to really plan that and execute. But after that we started hearing news, more news come up to the front of friends of ours um, in the industry and their restaurants closing down or chefs switching and going to different restaurants, which is a thing in the industry you know and mm-hmm. even in you know i'm i'm in coffee you know people. Um, go from shop to shop looking for, you know, a sense of purpose or a sense of belonging or a sense of like, I'm feeding into something that's a greater good, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think what's been going on in my mind with that statistic specifically is, I mean, it also goes along the lines of the moniker of well-fed, like everybody wants to eat, but who's staying Mm well-fed? And that is also a way that you should move as a company, as a brand, as a person, as a personality, as like... A human being in a community you know like every move you have has to have intention Mm every thing you say has to have weight to it you know whether you know it or not and that doesn't mean like i got to be all metaphorical every time i say something but that means like when i carry myself i know and i'm confident enough to say that like this is what we stand for Mm -hmm. or this is what i stand for so i think um in preparation for opening a restaurant and knowing that statistic. You have to explore every avenue, every single detail and be as thorough as you can, which is kind of where the mentality of open gym kind of kicks in, Mm -hmm. you know? Like this is a space for us to come and like sometimes go to failure, sometimes learn how to retain and and, like just uh, flex a little bit, you know, and and find different methods or approaches to get that weight up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think um, just doing the diligence before yeah. the restaurant opens. That's probably the most critical part. Because uh, I, f- I feel like a lot of people kind of skip that step and, and just want to get to the end goal, right? But the old saying is like, the journey is far more valuable than the destination itself. And through doing the journey, you kind of find those answers itself. Mm-hmm. What that looks like, we don't know yet, mm-hmm. you know, but that's something we're exploring every day.
5: Shout <laughs> out, year out to Isaac. Isaac, <laughs> in the Isaac, Isaac. The iPad, yeah. talking to Google.
1: Me, <laughs> <yeah>. studio audience. <laughs>
0: but I think one of the important things, like, for me as a chef and creating something, is uh, is creating something that resonates with people. Yeah. You know, uh, like when I look at other brands, and let's say when I worked at uh, at Momofuku with David Chang. And like, if you look at his kind of trajectory and the path that he took, mm-hmm. um, and whether you read the book or you actually worked for him or you've met him here and there, it's really, it's really about just something that, that connects with people and that resonates. And how do you create that deeper connection? Um, because if you're a fan of David Chang, you'll de- guaranteed you're going to go to any of his restaurants, mm-hmm. whether it's good or it's bad. And, um you know truthfully a lot of people as jam said well they just want the end goal like i just want to open up a restaurant Mm -hmm. and they get there and they don't either have the experience or the knowledge or the technique or all these other sides of like being a cook is one thing being a chef is being able to run a business and Mm -hmm. then being a business owner is a whole nother story Mm -hmm. and i think um a lot of young cooks don't realize that, mm-hmm. and so when they actually go to open up a restaurant, you know everyone wants to no one wants to be the cook anymore, everyone wants to be the chef, you know yeah. and so um once they open that ninety percent like you said, fail right away because they either lack the knowledge about numbers and p and l's and how to run a business uh cool. and it ultimately fails mm-hmm. and so um I think too creating the restaurant and the space that we want to create um is is one connecting with the community Mm -hmm. um and then creating something that resonates with them so that um it it becomes their second home their extended living room or dining room Mm. that um that this is where you know oh we're gonna go have dinner we're gonna go to well fed you know and this is just where we eat two three times a week um because it's just an extension of their home
1: Mm. Is there like a concept behind uh, the restaurant in terms of unique menu items or the experience that people can expect like walking into Well Fed?
0: Yeah, actually, that's, um, it's a big topic right now. And uh, what, the biggest thing for me is that when I went to culinary school, you get, um, you get fed uh, French technique. Yeah. So you go to culinary school, you learn French technique. And then after culinary school, you could kind of go into any discipline that you want. Um, but most, for the most part in America, it's American cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've cooked uh, a little bit here and there in terms of other cultures. Um, but truthfully, I've never really cooked my food or Filipino food. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe only two or three times. Definitely for family meal, like in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and so the big theme right now that I'm coming across is identity. And so um, the next crafted dinner... So I've cooked two crafted dinners so far. Um, uh, this one coming up in December 22nd, uh, each crafted has a theme. And so this one's going to be called Identity. And so um, as we develop the menu, the concept, even just the style and the look is really just exploring um, like who I am as a person, mm-hmm. as a chef, as a uh, American Filipino or Filipino-American. Um, and kind of the impact that I want to have in the industry. And it's not about, like, I want to put Filipino food on the map. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just want it to be part of the conversation and on the table. Uh, And so um, there's some other great restaurants in the country right now, like Lhasa in L.A., uh, like Bad Sane in D.C. that's um, really pushing that forward. Um, Jeepney, Maharlika. uh, Yeah, Maharlika. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's crazy. I just hope to... uh, again just be part of the conversation
1: yeah that's dope I think um you know when I think about food and especially like restaurant culture and stuff like that as it kind of is evolving with the time um we had we had chef Roy Choi on here before and he was kind of talking about um his approach to cuisine and stuff like that and I think that it's just But it's not even just in food. I think it's just in general people with social media being such like this huge thing where we feel like we need to put out the most impressive, um, things, whether that's the, you know, highest, like Zagat rated or Michelin star, whatever, like most views, most likes. And like, there's this sense of chasing what you think people kind of glorify versus what's just actually true to you. Mm -hmm. And, um and I just even from the sense that I'm getting here, it's, it's it's way more important for you to be true to, like, whether this is, like, you know, dope to someone else or not, this is dope to me because this is something that either I grew up on or something that I feel like brings uh, my close circle of people together, um, and there's also this kind of sense of, like, wanting to share that with people who may not have experienced it. So it's kind of like, you know, we're looking at Bruce Lee's book over here, but like sharing the beauties of a culture um, that people just may not know of because they just may never have experienced it. They just may never have seen it. So I think even from how you're talking about um, the concept of, of well-fed, it seems like there's going to be this sense of uh, just realness you know in terms of what you put on the menu to the experience of like when you walk into the space i can imagine um it feeling kind of like a home a home-like sort of place you know what i mean i think it's yeah. super dope um so uh with so Lige, like um i feel like the last time that we we spoke uh, or we talked to you about building a brand Um, so when you think about, uh, well-fed and also open gym, how would you describe, uh, the brand identity of kind of all of that cohesively? Oh man, that's probably a better question for
2: Phil and Erwin. Oh, let's go. To, 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 um, lay out. I do want to say though, prior to them picking up the mic and answering that, um, There is a parallel to this 90-10 concept that you just brought up. Mm -hmm. Like this idea of like 90% fail, 10 succeed, Mm -hmm. right? And that is um, in the culinary world. That is in the artistic world. That is in the business world. That is in, you know, Um, the religious world, if you want to, you know, put it in a whole different category. Um, And, you know, I, I was thinking about this actually when we had cocktails last night it's just this um sense of because we were talking about like the uh like tuesday night in the in san diego at one of like the um hottest spots in and uh we were just like oh man the reality of like this is going to be our responsibility in a couple years mm-hmm. and um i would say there is a very realness to the doubt and um, there is such a level of ownership um, when you are able to take the realness of like, let's say the statistics um, and, but yet on the flip side, there's like this horizon when you allow the doubt to drive you, mm-hmm. there is this obsession on the other side of doubt that you discover about, um, yourself and, or the group that you are working with, um, that creates this, these solutions that are ever evolving, Mm -hmm. right? And because at the end of the day, it's, um, it's that adjustment. It's that, you know, that, uh, dancers will completely understand this is that pivot. It is that transition, you know, that, um, allows you to continue momentum. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I would, I did just want to say there was this, this, uh, as I was li- even listening to Phil with, um, how he was answering the question. I was just like, man, drive the doubt, like mm-hmm. let the doubt drive you, mm-hmm. let the doubt drive you, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and own that experience and own that feeling and own that obsession of like thought pattern and what that comes with. And, like, own it with that group that you're with and, you know, stay curious about how you can create the solutions, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say that. That's dope. Mm.
0: I think, too, part of the um, the brand of it, I know everyone could go a little bit deeper on it, but just real quick, um, like, when we, early parts when we were talking, too, was uh, was taking a page out of, like, the Kindreds building a global brand. Yeah. Um, like, I have... I have cooks that wear Kinja's gear all the time oh, and uh, <gasps> they're not even, they're <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need that for every yeah. That's just a part of what we need. It's part of the program. <laughs> but yeah, like,
0: and like no offense to them. Love you guys, but they ain't dancers, you know, <laughs> they're cooks. Yeah. And uh, I'll see them strolling to the restaurant, you know, wearing the, the Kinja's bomber jacket, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's it transcends into just more than just dance. It's yeah. culture. It's yeah. style. It's 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 a lot of different things. And so, um, food has that power too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I was I saw you guys did a podcast with afters, mm-hmm. and if you take if you take a look at what they do and like their the clothing line and they do a drop and it's just sold out mm-hmm. every single time um, that the global brand that we hope to build is not just restaurants or bars or anything in hospitality, coffee, bookstore. Um, you know, it's, it'll be a lot of things. And mm-hmm. hopefully, um, you know, just a lot of other countries. I think we're planning a trip to the Philippines pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly Target, uh, Manila, uh, Mexico as well. Um, we don't have to go down that road, but
1: hey, we'll Mexico up, <laughs> 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 We almost went last night. Yeah. Probably a good idea that yeah. we did it. <laughs> uh,
4: I'll let Erwin finish uh, up. I feel like, I feel like you kind of summed it up. Um, but coming from a background in brand where I, I've worked with people like Google, Nike, Under Armour, mm-hmm. um, I think I've just seen this major shift and how brands are operating. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had a podcast about this like um, last year where we talked about brands are now maneuvering as platform brands. Mm -hmm. And that's the future of branding, where you are truly supporting and amplifying the voice of the community that you're serving, Mm. right? So Nike with, the Colin Kaepernick ad. Mm-hmm. They lost a bunch of customers, sure. but they deepen their relationship yeah. with their specific customer. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Kinjas. You guys are deepening your relationship with your specific customer, mm-hmm. and as you deepen that relationship, it expands and extends. So I'm not a dancer, but I love the Kinjas. Mm-hmm. Similar to the chefs, like they love the Kinjas because there's this deep belief in something. Mm-hmm. There's a why that drives you beyond the monetary value. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think brands are now shifting into that space. And even within San Diego, we, we begin to see a lot of brands who are operating with the foundation of community. And community is at the forefront of the things they're doing. Um, and they're not just like using community to profit, but they're focused on community first. And from that, they begin to profit mm-hmm. because they're actively involved and actively invested and in giving voice to the community. And so to me, I think that's truly the foundation of what WellFed is. Mm. The foundation of a global brand is a platform brand moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And so we want to be a platform for whatever community we're serving. And that comes from, I think, if you look at even what Virgil's done, he created an ecosystem for him to operate in. Mm-hmm. right? So he's an architect, but then he designed fashion so that he can design his stores. Hmm. And it's basically, <laughs> he created his own self-sustaining playground. Yeah. Um, And I think we're beginning to do that right now with things like Crafted. We can play with Well-Fed. We can begin to test stuff with Mm -hmm. Well-Fed. With things like Neighbors, we're actually actively involved in creating opportunities for community to collide and speak and um, talk. So we're actively investing into community. Um, Upfront, as opposed to waiting till later and going like, "Oh, we're launching this restaurant," and then people start calling out gentrification, and then we're like, "Oh shit, we need to like solve this." Mm-hmm. So as opposed to being like reactive, we're actually being proactive in our community involvement, community mm-hmm. activation, community um, initiatives. So not only we are we trying to be a platform for community, but we're also trying to just be a part of the community,
1: yeah.
4: And then serve the community that way. And to me, like that's that's what's gonna that's what drives the success of any brand. Um, Again, there's probably millions of like shoe companies, but Nike is right. Nike is the shit, mm-hmm. and it's because mm. they actively support mm. and they know who their community is. Yeah, um, and I think we're just going to take that same path.
1: Yeah, I think what you're talking about, yeah, that deserves the yeah. bowl. That deserves <laughs> Dang. bowl. Um, I think what we're talking about, it goes beyond product because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's like good product is a dime a dozen there's good food everywhere good shoes everywhere but it's the it's the ones that are actually saying something that's true and that's authentic that will stand above the noise right and um i mean when you mention you know like the chefs in your kitchen rocking Mm -hmm. kinja's gear it's not that they're claiming that they're dancers it's just you know they vibe with the culture of whatever Kinja's is for whatever reason. And you know, I, I rock a Copa Vita shirt because like I was at the, the the shop the first time I went with Lee J and I was just like I dig everything about this mm. shop and like their merch is dope so I'm gonna rock it. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm like a, a coffee barista or anything like that. I'm like I just dig it cause I think the culture of it, it speaks to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think you know you talking about transcending product to become an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the strength of a brand, right? When, mm-hmm. when you're an idea that people could be like, I'm not, I don't do the thing, but I'm about the idea mm-hmm. or I vibe with the idea. I think mm-hmm. that's super dope. Um, so within this collective, this Voltron, you know, so to speak. Um, I would imagine everybody kind of wears a certain type of hat, or, or like kind of brings in a very kind of superpower. Can we kind of like go down the line and like kind of what each of you know each person kind of brings to the table? I guess we'll just go like down the line. Yeah.
3: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> um, team, right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. In the beginning, it really was more so like I mean, our our whole way of moving is all organic. Um, So we tried uh, in the first couple um, times of collaboration of just kind of see where the flow goes and trying to see what everybody's strengths was, what everybody's weaknesses were, um, just naturally, you know. Um, So we would just do projects and then try to figure out the team building process through like trial and error. You know, and I think throughout the whole process, I mean, me personally, I've found that um, a lot of, we do have different things that we bring to the table, um, but collectively together, like that Voltron really does come out because then we're actively like, yo, if if you um, need help with something, let me know. And if um, if you can help me, then I'll, I'm gonna let you know, <laughs> you know, and it's just this active um, sort of relationship of like throwing Um, whatever we have um, in our tank into the next person's tank, if they're feeling like they're getting, you know, uh, worked or like emptied. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I had a firsthand experience with that too. And I learned a lot about like asking for help. And I think that was like sort of my, like my, weakness in a way because then i would try to i mean all of us try to like go like all right cool let's just do this we got this on the plate oh but i want to do this and then we just keep like creating new ideas right um but i think we've actually honed in on trying to focus in on one singular idea every time um for me i think um i like being the glue or, or, or trying to be the glue. So I always try to like ask what is needed. Um, or if I see something that needs to get done, I'll try to do it or try to learn how to do it. Um, and if I can't do it, then I'm going to try to find somebody who can. Mm -hmm. So, um, just sort of finding out what needs, um, or what's needed in order to glue all the pieces together. Um, I think that's sort of been, um, I guess you could call it like the trait that the superpower or whatever, you know, and I actually find a lot of, lot of self fulfillment in that um because I don't need to be at the forefront of anything I'd much rather help um, I'd much rather be like that six man <laughs> you know rather than like the starting lineup guy um, so yeah that's that's been my process you
1: have a great voice Jam. <laughs> <laughs> hmm,
5: okay so my specialty, um, like what I went to school for and everything, is interior design and architecture. Um, so later down the line with this group, I'll probably be doing that. Um, but like Jam said, basically any job that needs to be done, I think we all just take over. So we don't necessarily like have our set specialties where we only stick to that. Um, it's more of just whatever's on the table and who Never has the time or energy um, to take that challenge on. We kind of just do it all, I guess.
4: Dope. Uh, to echo that same thing, we all kind of lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like my specialty would just be an understanding of brand. Mm-hmm. Um, just coming from that background, coming from a design background, but also just coming from a background of being well-read. And always wanting to understand what's happening in culture and deliver something that is a response to culture, mm-hmm. so I think it's bringing an artistic lens to brand. Mm. That would be mine.
0: Um, Phil here.
4: I guess I'm the I'm the chef
0: of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We need that food. We if, gotta eat. <laughs> uh, if we didn't establish that already. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so. Um, but, I mean, anything and everything yeah. for Open yeah. Gym. Yeah. So, right. M-O-M. Mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mother or manager of Momentum.
1: Oh. <laughs> do
2: the bowl. Do the bowl. Where's do the bowl. The bowl do the bowl.
1: You got to hit that <laughs> There it is. That's amazing.
2: Hey, I just, I, I want to tie it back to the Kinjas really quick, though, yeah. because... Uh, Ben and I were laughing last night over cocktails how um, Anthony, um, one of the co-founders, literally uh, we have this like text with the with the co-owners, with the owners of the Kinjas. And out of the blue a few days ago, he texts us and he's just like, yo, I still really want to <laughs> get back into this pocket of like owning a restaurant. Yeah. And, and then um, the text back was like, like how active or passive do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And we kind of, and this is
1: like, this is the dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that, man. I mean, even just as I'm listening to everybody talk, you guys are all very nice. And I, But I, I don't feel like it's you're trying to be. I think that's just why you guys are together. Because sure, I, I think I see the specialty. But then everybody has this sense of like versatility in terms of whatever needs to get done. Um, any one of us is gonna be kind of capable to kind of get things moving and um, to get each other's back and to like, that's what essentially makes a team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, maybe one person can take it, whoever wants. um, In your mind, what makes a winning team?
3: Empathy. Boom. For sure, empathy. (laughs) Yeah, like that's, that's just, you know, understanding each other understanding where everybody comes from and and trying to meet somebody where they are not halfway um i think going all the way in for each other that i think that's what makes a a winning team no matter what that's like the strong basis of it all
0: and i think too like creating a partnership i think a lot of people don't understand like when you do business and you create partnerships like it's not it's not just like a it is a relationship it's a long-term relationship but it's one of those situations like you know i've always been told like if you open up a restaurant With a say with a a partner, and you guys get into an argument. I mean, then what happens? Like, do you guys, you guys have an argument? Then it closes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, through through the peaks and valleys that through a partnership, and you have to create a partnership with people that you care about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's what we've created at Open Gym that through the struggles and through the highs and lows, like we're just gonna see it through, Mm -hmm. Um, and that like at the end of the day, like we got each other. And so, um, yeah, partnership and and creating something meaningful together. Mm -hmm. It's just that deeper, deeper connection.
1: That's dope. That's dope. Um, So we have uh, on our show, we do a few things that we kind of ask all their guests. But I mean, this being a very unique situation where we have five guests. (laughs) Um, But you guys representing kind of um, a collective thought, right? So we have this thing called golden rule. I mean, everybody kind of has their own sort of version of what the golden rule is, like what is your life mantra sort of thing. Um, Whether it be for open gym or whether it be for well-fed, if you guys were to kind of come up with a golden rule. I don't know what's happening right now. I feel like a like, game of charades happening too. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Do we need to like pay for parking? She needs to go. Oh, yeah. she needs to go. OK. Well, Taylor, <laughs> thank you so much for hopping in.
5: Thanks for having me. quick golden rule. Oh, man. Um, listening?
1: Hey. Listening. That's the, that's a mic drop. She literally dropped the mic from there. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, drive, um, drive yeah. safely. Drive safely. Thanks, Taylor. Um, yeah. Yeah. So real quick, real uh, yeah. quick. If like Open Gym uh, were to have a sort of golden rule, what would that be?
0: And um, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe Open Gym. We still have to the yeah define that. Yeah. But I think individually wise, I think for me, like each year kind of evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, with like the new challenges and things that like you kind of get past these hurdles, these obstacles, and so that kind of mantra changes. And um, you know, 2018 was a for 2019, I don't even know what year it is. 2018. <laughs> we're in 19 right now, right? right yeah, right, right. yeah we still here. 2018, yeah. uh, Chef Nicole Ponseca said something that really s- stuck in my mind, and it was protect your energy. Yeah. And so that one really stuck with me. Mm. 2018, um, but one um, that really always like for me as a cook and as a chef is just um, you know find. You always say, like, you know, find the chef that's doing that you want to do and work for them. But it's also find the people that uh, that is doing the things that you want to do and, and surround yourself with them. Mm-hmm. And so I've mm. I feel very fortunate that I've been able to surround myself with them.
1: Yeah. So. Mm. It's dope.
3: Um, I think for me personally, throughout this whole process of open gym and well fed, um, I, I don't say this often, but like it's the mentality of or rule of like lock in. You know, when, when you're committed to something or somebody or an idea, um, lock in in, in more ways than, than just one. You know, you don't have to um as you guys have seen, like you don't have to go hundred and ten percent all the time, mm-hmm. you know, but when you do, like, focus, like put your put yourself in there. Like really go all the way in. Um and then at the same time when you need to take a rest, like go all the way in too. <laughs> you know, like yep. give yourself that yeah. time, give yourself that mental break and um, lock in for, for um, if there's any reason to lock in, lock in for yourself. You know, um, think about the the, the impact you want to make. Yes. Um, but also just for your own sake and for your own being like lock in. You know, um, I think that's my my been my golden rule for the, the time with Open Gym and WellFed.
4: Yeah. Help. And going back. Um, so my golden rule comes from. I just did like a retrospective on my whole life Mm -hmm. um, and just thinking about where I came from and where I am now. And just as somebody who came from a mixed background, grew up in a community where I didn't look like everybody else. um, I think I've always sought understanding Mm. and then also seeing like part of my culture always being like shot in the news. Um, Just always trying to seek and. Uh, really understand what's going on with society, what's going on with culture, and always just have sought that understanding for myself. And so over time, I think what has developed, and for me, I keep saying empathy, um, what has developed and what is my daily mantra is to put empathy into the world. And that's it. So no matter what I'm doing, whether it's design, or websites, or logos, or branding, or dinner series, or Helping with a restaurant or whatever that is. Every single interaction is just to output empathy into the world. Yeah. And that's my like daily mantra. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope.
1: You know, I'm ex- I'm excited for you guys because, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, when you, like, listen to these podcasts from, like, the How I Built This, it's it's companies or individuals who have already done something. And it's like, how did you do it? But this is kind of, like, how I'm building this. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, this is the beginning because I already know what is, – this is going to come later. So we're going to go back to this episode. Like, yo, this is, right. like, the first beginning, the origins of it. You know what I'm saying? But I think right. the um, – the exciting part about it is like the formula is there, you know what I'm saying? Because I think what I'm hearing from you guys, it's not this like, yo, we have this like airtight business model where we're going to bring, you know, have these investors and blah, 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 have this kind of runway. Yeah. But it's it's more of like, no, we're here to serve. We're here to serve and, and, and feed people, you know what I mean? And and the concept of empathy is to understand somebody first before anything and, and to listen to them and to provide um, something where there's a need. Mm-hmm. And I can see in all of you guys that that's the thing that you guys do for one another, and that's what you're gonna output to the world. And so, as you as you mentioned your your mantra, um, I think that's really exciting because I think um, again with this, you know, the flash of social media and everything that we think is supposed to be sexy and all this other stuff, um, it can get lost. the the whole idea of wanting to serve your fellow man. Um, and that being your success, if I can do that well, then I'm successful. And, and then, you know, but then the byproduct of that, like, which is awesome is that when that happens and it's done well, people gravitate towards it. And especially when your product's good. Right. So now we can go back to, you know, the traditional view of success. Like you have a dope product, but then you have a culture that people vibe with and they're, they're going to campaign for you, you know what I'm saying because they completely just vibe with what you guys are creating and it, and it starts within your internal team. Yeah. So, that's right. Congratulations. This is like a pre-congrats <laughs> to you guys. I'm excited yeah. to to follow the journey. Um mm-hmm. I can't wait. So, you said tw- uh, late 2020, early 2021, yeah. okay? Uh where 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 can we expect uh to find this location? Hey. Um so
0: it's down in National City, San Diego, okay. um, on the corner of 8th and B. And so actually, the festival that we had a few weeks ago was kind of a, a demo party as well. So the the building is actually going to demolition in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And it'll be an 18-month build-out from then. Gotcha. And so, yeah, in the interim time, there'll be a lot of series of pop-up dinners, events, um, be kind of flying Around the world, really, and just kind of building that global brand. Yeah. Um, uh, guest series, guest dinners, um, and then kind of taking Well Fed uh, on, on a, a tour. tour. Sick. And then kind of Well Fed yeah, tour. Yeah. <laughs> and then come oh. back, come back home to San Diego, um, and with everything that we've captured, and uh, and kind of build um, build like a little media content deck mm-hmm. that will kind of tell the story.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's dope. It's dope. Um, Where can people follow the journey from your uh, personal social media to websites to? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think it connects
0: um, to all of us personally through. But everything will start with uh, at Open Gym SD and at Experience uh, Well Fed. Uh, But yeah, on IG. And from there, you could find our personals and all the other projects. Open Gym SD will probably the the main kind of yeah the single source.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: or open source
1: open source <laughs> finding about a brand yeah. someone writing this stuff down oh,
3: this try, it's all written stuff. in there
1: right? alright open gym yeah well thank you guys for coming on I know this is a very new experience for everybody absolutely <laughs> we, got, we got a new sound effect bowl that we're gonna implement into the regularly scheduled program yeah um, but no I'm really excited for you guys and um, yeah I'm excited to follow the journey and, and yeah. uh, I'm sure this is gonna be one of many interactions with you guys so yeah Congrats and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Before uh, before oh, yeah. we go,
3: can we say one more thing?
1: Dude, say it all.
3: Uh I think with uh, everything that we've experienced, like uh, we can preach empathy all day and every day, but there really is like a call to arms with mm-hmm. or call to action mm-hmm. with, with it, you know. And we're seeing more of these crossovers happen, you know, um, on a macro scale. Like Roy Choi just did something with Anderson Pack, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those worlds are starting to blend. Um, I think Vans did a shoe release with like non slip shoes before mm-hmm. for people in the yeah, kitchen. John, Exactly. These, those things are happening now. But um, I think going forward, if we could do it more on a micro scale, like if you have a homie that's like in medical or dental and like you're a, a dancer or if you're a chef, like reach out to the guy or, or, or girl and mm-hmm. just like genuinely get to know those people. You know, um, sometimes like it could be a high buy or, or sometimes it could be a deep conversation over coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Open Gym has become sort of like a conduit to that for us and in, in a living embodiment through the things we do, like Crafted, and what we're about to do with Well Fed, um, but it's not to say that we're gonna pioneer that movement at all. We want to see more people do that, you know, mm-hmm. and to recognize that actually with what the Kinjas do, you know, there's more and more people that are interested in dance that don't dance nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you guys aren't. Um, you guys are one of many, but you're also like a living embodiment of that. So almost inviting more and more people to begin to do that, you know, and and be free and find their identity and empathize with more people, like that's what we hope everybody can do, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think if there's any message that we can kind of spread across, like as a global brand, Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. We just want more people from different places to recognize we're not alone. Mm -hmm. We are all one community made up of many communities, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I just wanted to say that for
0: us, yeah. Even at that, like, you guys came to the restaurant last night, mm-hmm. and uh, Which was like we were, night. we were, like, sending out all this food, and they were like, who's at that table? So after I kind of explained, like, you know, some of the business partners and who you guys are and what they're doing, they were like, all my cooks were like, we gotta go out there and go sign. <laughs> go get autographs and, go sign. and then my <laughs> Jen Contreras shout out, nineteen year old kid. But she's balling. like she's just like she just started dancing, she's like, What's up? I wanna That's go out there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jen. It's like meanwhile in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, Jen, you need to yeah. chill. You need to slow these down.
3: these worlds are all connected, man. It's just about shining the light on it, you know, like people people should dance more people should sing yeah. more people yeah. should cook yeah. more yeah. like yeah. it's it's real it's a real thing
1: I love that and I think um yeah like just to know that we have more in common than we think yeah. you know what I mean and and it's it's outside it transcends your trade it's it's more the mentality and the vision and like Lee Jay mentioned uh last night like just the concept of the power of yes you know what I mean mm. you you be you can be surprised with Um, how many people are willing to say yes to something you know what I mean and and um, that's how things are born you know when you be like when you're just down to take a chance like well I don't know we'll figure something out you know what I mean and you guys all said yes to each other Um, and I'm stoked man like I said it's it's really dope to witness what's being created right now the process is super sick. So yeah, open gyms in the house. Let's go. Yeah, as Lee J's playing the soundtrack, <laughs> we got we got some uh, some some bold tones right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys <laughs> if you guys are finding this podcast episode by itself, we have a whole bunch of episodes. We are like this is episode like sixty one or something Ooh, like that now. Man. So we're a year old. We just passed our one year mark. So thank you guys. Hey, so congratulations much for listening. Um, so please subscribe if this is dope to you. Um, the only way that we really market this show is asking you guys to share it. So. Tag us on IG. We're at Kinjas Podcast, Cast with the K. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook as well, if you guys still use that. Um, <laughs> all of our show notes with anything that we're talking about, links to um, you know websites, videos, uh, just anything that's talking about books or whatever, we, we plug it all in the show notes. If you guys are interested to kind of uh, follow up on some of the stuff that our guests talk about, all the show notes uh, will have all that cool stuff that's on kinjas.com slash podcast and uh keep sliding in the dms man it works hey, Yo, it work. into the DMs. shout
2: out to the uh shadows the man in the shadows hey, over here jeremy Jay, jeremy lie J
3: lie producer
1: extraordinaire doing Let's all go. the stuff in the background Just because you don't hear him doesn't mean he's not moving yeah, he's <laughs> but uh thank you guys so much man we're having a lot of fun doing this hopefully this is adding value to your life and uh yeah keep uh no leave us those ratings the ratings on the podcast apps really help us get visibility uh write us reviews let us know what we're doing well let us know what we can do better we're we're reading it all and we're trying to make this thing better and better every time so thanks for listening guys and we'll see y'all next time peace out